Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. I'm your host, James Woodham. And I'm your co-host, Juliet. Juliet has a decade of architectural experience in the US. And James has completed over 250 home renovations in the UK. Together, James and I have over 35 years experience designing and building homes. This podcast was created to give you, the homeowner, the power and the knowledge to get your project done right, on time, and with quality workmanship. We've been going for just over a year now, and we have over 50 episodes for you to listen and absorb all the information from key experts in the industry. That's right. We've spoken to industry leaders, builders, architects, and the best part of what we do is hear from you, the homeowner, what went right and what went wrong. We really hope you like listening to this podcast. And if you do, please leave us a review. Reviews expose us to more listeners, which in turn means we can help more homeowners save money and avoid the chance of things going wrong. With that said, let's get into today's show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Property Renovation Podcast. My name is Juliet, and this week I get the chance to interview Stephanie Mustian of Mustian Architecture and Design to get a designer's perspective on using Pinterest. Now, we all know that Pinterest and other similar websites are a great source of inspiration, but in my conversation with Stephanie today, we also talk about how sometimes too much Pinterest can derail a project by setting some unrealistic expectations. But don't worry, it's not all bad. We also get into what Pinterest is good for and how you might best use it for your particular project. So I hope you guys enjoy the show and please visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Property Renovation Podcast and let us know what you think. All right, with that said, let's get into today's show. Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of the Property Renovation Podcast. My name is Juliette. I am your co-host. And today I am super excited to introduce you to Stephanie Mustian. Stephanie is the founder and principal of Mustian Architecture and Design. She is licensed in Texas and New York. Um, She and her firm specialize in residential architecture. And with over 12 years of experience, she has done everything from ground up new builds to historic remodels. And of course, she's done projects of all different types and sizes. So Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Julia. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much for your time and for coming on. We are super excited to have you um, because I'm super excited to introduce you, another architect, because today we're going to talk about something that has some really good points to it and also some drawbacks. And today we are talking about Pinterest and also how's H-O-U-Z-Z and other websites like it. Um, Basically, all these websites are websites where you as um, a user kind of go online and it's you basically just collect images that you like. It's a way to archive and keep track of ideas, colors, um, anything that may catch your eye. And so, Stephanie, I'll just kind of throw it over to you. What, um, how do you usually collaborate with clients using Pinterest? Yeah, it's as you said. It's it's great that clients can now have some sort of insight into our industry. They can form opinions. They can see things that they like and inspire them, and and that's really exciting. Especially nowadays, everyone loves DIYing, and there there's such exposure. It's it's really great that they're getting out there. But as you said, there there are some drawbacks. I mean, when you've kind of got a lot going on, our job as designers and architects is to sort of call that down into something cohesive. And a lot of times, um, things just, you know, just because you like a couple of things doesn't mean they make sense together. So as you know, when a client shares a board with me, whether it's Pinterest or house, um, you can tell that this has been cooking for a while. These are, you know, years potentially worth of ideas that they've come up with. So 
one of our challenges is, is turning that into something tangible. Definitely. And so um, I don't know about your experience, but I think about 50% of the time when I am invited to you know, look at a client's Pinterest boards or their house account or whatever um, website it may be, about 50% of the time, I see no consistency. And so, you know, they sort of throw you the link and be like, hey, take a look. And it's like, great, this is awesome. You can get a good start. I can sort of get, um, it's basically a really good shortcut to get into the mind's eye of the client to sort of, because when you put, I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And so they say, it's like, oh, I want something bright and airy, or I want something simple or colonial, like, those words can mean so many things to different people, depending on where they grew up, you know, their background, um, just the spaces that they've, you know, experienced growing up and what, yeah, just what they consider colonial, what they consider a bright space. And so when you are confronted with um, a board or an account that has very little consistency, how can, as an architect and a designer, how can how can clients start to zero in on what they truly want? Right. That even if the board does have consistency, I'm always hesitant. I feel like the board is almost a little bit more micro than you need to be when you're first starting out a job. So it's more important to get to know the client, the site itself, um, the background, and then maybe talk to them in person and (laughs) almost as if you're a therapist where I'm just supposed to sit there and listen to you and hear you talk. So Pinterest and how's are one aspect of that, but actually meeting, speaking about the project, where you want to go, obviously your budget, your timeline, those important things, those kind of give me a bigger picture. And then once I start to understand that, the little more micro pieces of the Pinterest boards start to fit into places that make more sense. So it's almost like you want to step back a little bit. That makes, I mean, as a fellow architect, that makes complete sense to me. But for everyone else who's, um, you know, listened to the podcast and is probably not an architect, when we, I completely agree with you, it is super helpful to sit down in person or, you know, even like a long conference call or um, Mm -hmm. via Skype or whatever. It's super good to talk about the project at large and just to get that real one-on-one time to, you know, basically talk through the project. So, but base, I'm wondering when we sit down and talk with them, what are you listening for? It, I think it's almost the end goal, actually. Um, I, I try to discern what that may be. And then in my mind, I'm building the master plan and the goal that they're, they're trying to move towards. So, you know, even if you're DIYing, maybe just kind of having a general idea of the, the little teeny projects you want to do around your house if you're you're renovating yourself, but actually stepping back and say, what are my what are my goals? You know, um I, I want X number of bathrooms, you know, just get even bigger than that. I want my kitchen to have these um to function in a certain way. And then once you have those bigger ideas, you can say, okay, this is where this is the type of vanity where I want a lot of Pinterest things are almost interior design ideas and they're not really big architectural moves. So yeah, it's really hard to kind of remove yourself from that and then and then kind of get back towards the micro. I completely agree. I think um I do think Pinterest is very much geared towards interior designers. Um it would actually be interesting to get an interior designer's perspective on it. But I also think Pinterest is so popular because it is on so many levels much more accessible than 
architecture, capital right. A, whatever that may or may not mean, because as architects, we deal with the health, safety, and welfare of buildings, and we deal with fitting together the pieces of how the design can actually be accomplished, accomplished structurally and how to integrate all the mechanical systems to it. And it's, you know, and like you said, we're dealing with the site, we're dealing with climate, we're dealing with all these macro pictures. And so I kind of hate to say it, but in the very beginning, I really don't care what kind of faucet you want. Right. It's no, that's relevant. Like that has nothing to do with <clears throat> these larger design strategies and the tone that we're talking about. And I think that, you know, a client perusing images or shopping, like a client can actually can go out and buy like whatever faucet or plumbing fixture that they want. So it's, I think it is hard to sort of pull their attention from that. Mm -hmm. No, we need to decide all these bigger things such as the function of the program, how you want your spaces to flow and well, the faucet is the tangible thing that they're getting from this and what the architect and designer are creating. You know, we work in God's eye view, like we're, we're trying to make all the spaces flow together and work. So what we're doing is not actually necessarily tangible. It, it's a feeling when you walk into a space, it feels right. So I understand where the client, the client has control over what faucet they buy, but we're the ones that are trying to, to make sure the room, the faucet it in, is in, you know, works and is in the right spot and, and flows properly. So Totally. So what, um, do you have like an antidote about a good experience that you use, you had with a client and using Pinterest? Right. I, I think the other thing that we're constantly facing is reality on scope, reality on budget. And it's really hard to manage expectations when you do have so many pretty things in front of you and so many things that inspire you to cull it down and say, no, this is the reality. This is what my budget can afford. And, and this is what I really want to do. And I really need to do. Um, I had a client who I worked through an intensive master plan with them. And then, you know, in the end, we only ended up doing one bathroom. And I could tell that this client was just understandably frustrated that, you know, you, you get excited and then you get one room done. Um, and, and I always felt bad about that, but it, it was kind of a misunderstanding of of budget and, and scope and everything. And um, yeah, that always kind of hit me really hard that I don't even know going back how I would have changed things because things did kind of um, skew so quickly into right. um, pulling back. And, and so maybe with this client, I, I hate to use this, but it is actually true. Things always cost three times as much as you think they should and take three times as long as you think they should. And what I, I kind of beg of clients is please don't automatically throw your builders and your architects and designers under the bus. Like we are really doing our best. And that the, the reality is that it, it does cost more than you think it should. And so having a real clear understanding of your budget is probably going to wipe out a lot of those Pinterest images you like, um, unfortunately. Right. I almost think it's Pinterest. I mean, the popular pinned images are they're very popular for a reason because they're very visually appealing. These are projects that have been extremely well done. You know, they're well executed and the designs are awesome. But in some ways I would almost liken it to a fashion magazine, like whatever you're looking at in that fashion magazine, that's not just a necklace you're going to pick up, you know, at the mall. Well, actually, I mean, some malls have Tiffany's and and Cartier, but you know, they are going to be, high, like you're inevitably seeing the best and the most high end right. pieces and sets and just be aware of that 
as you look at these images, like one of my pet peeves right now that I'm seeing all over the place, and it's been a trend for a few years, is um, custom steel doors and windows because they look gorgeous. Like they are beautiful, but they are so, so expensive. So expensive. Like they are. Stephanie yeah. and I both have. Um, I. I was a little sneaky and I took a look at her background and some of the projects she's worked on. And Stephanie and I have both had, had the privilege of working on some very high end things. And I don't know about you, but even with my very, very high end clients in the past, I still never did a pair of custom steel doors. Yeah, you're right. I didn't either. I know. I mean, I know we both know the manufacturers, which, but it's just, I mean, so even, so Stephanie and I, we're talking about projects that start at a minimum of $500 per square foot. And these, even these projects, like the custom steel doors did not make it into the end picture. And those are big item things that the architects, you know, because we understand that the huge impact they can have on the space, we will push for those because we just know how much they do for the overall project, like more than any sort of plumbing fixture. Right. But even in these big budget projects, like it's not, they're not there. And so when you see all these clients you know, with much more modest budgets coming to you being like, Oh, I just love it. It's just, you know, it's just so simple. I just want this. Like, I just want this. Like that phrase is, is so killer because it, it is a simple thing. Like it's just a pair of doors and their side windows and how all the horizontal lines of the muttons and the mullions, they align. And that's why mm-hmm. it's beautiful, but they're so expensive. And so that is, I think that's a huge downfall of Pinterest. Right. You, you just don't understand why and how it could be that expensive. Like you said, it's, it's doors, but that's, it's a budget killer and it does create a high impact. So kind of, I guess our job too is, you know, if we do see that on our client's Pinterest board to kind of make them aware. Um, but like I said, the clients need to be willing to learn and be flexible and, and kind of work with it and not expect that everything on your list is magically going to get checked off. Cause like, as you were saying earlier too, um, things aren't necessarily cohesive just cause you like them doesn't mean they, they go together. So just because you like arch doorways doesn't mean that if, you, I mean, if you've got low ceilings, I'm sorry, you're not arch doorways just really don't make sense unless you're like a hobbit or something. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I understand. I know. I think that's the other thing is that Pinterest is a really, really good, like, I, I don't mean to like, just be bashing on these websites. I just, I just want to add a bit of realism because I think Pinterest is a great place to dream sort of in pictures and to like record your dreams. But just to add that dose of reality, it's, it's really hard to get, like, you can't get everything that you love in one house because whatever very specific conditions that made that image work or that element work in that project doesn't mean that you'll have that in your home. Right. And, and there's a lot of different types of things on Pinterest, right? So going back to your, there's this fashion, there's food, there's, you know, well-being right. and personal development. If you think about all of those things and then you think about architecture, you're never going to get absolute perfection in any of those categories. So don't expect it in architecture either. That doesn't mean you're not going to get something great. It's just, again, managing those expectations and being realistic with yourself, which is hard when you see all that pretty stuff. Oh, definitely. Because it's kind of like, and, a lot, and especially because, you know, these projects, people do save for a long time or, you know, you, you take out like the second loan or you take out a construction loan. And so there are, there are a lot of dreams that go into building this. And it's most likely something that the person's been thinking about for a long time. And then, I mean, clients that want a custom project, I mean, they're interested in 
design, which is why they care enough to sort of have something custom made to fit them and or their families. So, but yeah, expectations, it's just understand that Pinterest is, it can be a magazine and a very high end one at that. But at the same time, I guess I should say, I, I do use Pinterest sometimes as an architect. Do you? Oh, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, even when we're doing, um, I don't know, we were, I don't know what, I think we were both taught that kind of good architecture actually blends in. Like you don't really mm-hmm. notice you're in a good space. You just know it feels good. And so I, I almost think of my buildings as little black dresses and then it's the client and the interior decorators that kind of give it the pizzazz. So, you know, the little black dress has still changed over the course of time and, and it, it's important to keep up with trends and, you know, we need to keep ourselves educated too. You know, if a client comes to me and wants a certain type of countertop, I need to be able to know at least generally if that's, you know, a good durable countertop, cough, cough. There are a couple that have been out lately. That <laughs> They may be pretty, but they're really, really not practical. Um, so it, I definitely use Pinterest a lot to keep inspired. I mean, that's part of our job, right? And, and even if I'm just black dressing it, I, I still need to stay on top of trends, if that makes yeah. sense. But they are just trends in, in a way. So I'm both educating myself, but also kind of mitigating that in with what mm, my background and my knowledge already Right. Coming from. Yeah. That makes sense. So this is a bit of um, a tangent, but how, what do you think is a good way to incorporate trends? Because like you say, they're trends and trends do come and go, but we're building something that lasts much longer than any sort of trend cycle. Mm -hmm. So what, how do you think we can like incorporate trends in a way that's not going to be completely outdated in a few years? It's so hard. I think one of my professors basically said anything screwed to the building should be sympathetic. So um, anything you can't take with you, um, tile, counter, cabinets, everything. I mean, unfortunately, though, those are the huge trend-setting areas. But you know, it's easier to unscrew a sconce on a wall and switch that out than it is to rip tile off a wall or you know replace a countertop. So I, I try to be slightly less trendy, you know, it's, I guess it too, if I'm looking at a kitchen in a vanity, my spot to be trendy, maybe the vanity, cause that's easy to pull in and out as opposed True. to an entire kitchen. So I tend to be very um, subtle in, in my kitchens and my tile work and even my floors, just cause those are so hard to replace. And then vanities, lighting. Um, and then, like we said, the interior decorators come in and make the windows look prettier with, you know, right. Nice. I mean, I know fabrics can be expensive, but it is much easier yeah. to replace fabric, right? Than to go back in to take out, you know, flooring. It's just it. I may be a coward too, but rooms that are hard to paint, I try to keep neutral too. I mean, maybe smaller rooms, like you said, maybe the powder room is where you get a little personality. It's easy to repaint that room, right. like a giant living room. I, I just, I tend to just be a little bit more cautious. Cause I just, I just know it's going to be a really big burden and a really big switch when, when the owner gets tired of it. I think that's great. I actually really like that analogy of the little black dress. I mean, granted, you know, it's your home. You can do what you want with it. You should, you know, if you, if you want to go all out and like make a huge statement, then by all means do it, but just yep. 
I guess just be aware that that's what you're doing and hopefully you know your taste well enough that, you know, you won't, you won't get sick of it. Right. I mean, I guess you'll always get sick of something, but yeah, that also doesn't mean boring. I mean, I, I think little black dress applies to traditional modern. I mean, it, it really, the summary of you and kind of, and again, as we're going back to like when I'm learning about my client, that's like the number one thing I try to get to the bottom of is, is their overall goals for the house, open and airy, more traditional and cozy. I mean, those are, those are key things. And the Pinterest images that they say do kind of speak to that. So those are little hints, I guess. Yeah. But the DIYer, like you said, it is harder. I mean, that's why we get paid the big bucks, right? Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. Um, but yeah, I guess my only thing is to try and step back and figure out, figure out your goals and, and yeah. see how you can get there with your little projects on your own. Yeah, I do think, so <clears throat> again, not so, just to make sure that we're not bashing on Pinterest, like, yeah. do you think Pinterest is very, very good for certain things? Like Pinterest is really good for you to <clears throat> say, you know, that you like subway tile. Mm-hmm. That's an easy thing to type in and search. So you can see different types of subway tile, like the color, how it changes with the grout. Like it's a good way for you to see it installed for you to help you figure out if you're going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a great way to use Pinterest. Another really great way to use Pinterest is to see, um, it's just, I think, but again, these are more interior design things, but like, if you like a certain fixture, like a lighting fixture, a plumbing fixture, you can see that installed instead of just, you know, sort of the fixture on this blank white background that you might see if you go to like a website of the right. manufacturer. No, that's here too. And you know, subway tile, I've seen used in very unique ways that I still found to be very classic that I wouldn't have thought of. So I definitely continue to get inspiration from, from Pinterest constantly, not just interior decorated type things, but again, architects are planners. We're building designers. So um, I think that's the other thing I hope clients kind of walk away with is, you know, lighting fixtures. We want to know that you've got enough light. We want you to help pick the, the fixture. Right. You want that to be your thing. Definitely. Although I, I do kind of have strong feelings about recessed lighting. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's difficult. So anyway, uh, any last tips on using Pinterest in a way that's really constructive for projects and that sort of helps people keep their expectations in line with, you know, their budget and their timeline? Oh God. Um, whether you're working with a designer or a builder, um, definitely do share those. They, they are helpful and it does get a conversation started, which is very important to making sure that you're getting to the right, the right spot. But again, just please be patient and understanding um, that you've built this dream world and we need to make it reality. And there's going to be some translation in there that may not look so as perfect as your Pinterest board, but you should definitely keep pinning. I mean, we need to keep inspired and excited and, that's, I think it's an amazing way to, to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's a, I think that's a great way to sum it up. It's Pinterest is ba- using Pinterest is basically um, a translation from dreams to reality. And so but you have to start somewhere and then you might as well start with the ideal with the ideal and then find a way to incorporate the ideas that you really like in some small way when you can into your home. There you go. That's perfect. Love it. All right. Thank you so much for coming on Stephanie. Thank you for your time. And thank you for all these great tips. Thanks. I hope to talk to you guys soon. Thank you. 
If you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home, then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need. With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.